Welcome to another episode of Everyday El Dorado. I'm your host, Deanna Bond, and we're celebrating 150 years in El Dorado. You know how I feel about it. Why would you want to live anywhere else? I know I wouldn't. Celebrating 150 years in El Dorado is brought to you by Everyday El Dorado in conjunction with Golden Road Studios, the Butler County Historical Society, home of the Kansas Oil Museum, the city of El Dorado, KBTL 88.1 The Grizz, and our series sponsor, Linda Baines, Realtor with Sun Group Real Estate and Appraisals. We're so very grateful for the support that makes this series possible. Welcome to another episode of Everyday El Dorado, where we are celebrating 150 years in El Dorado. I'm your host, Deanna Bond, and joining me as always is Suzanne Valenta. Hello. Hello. You're so consistent. I try. I can, I, I can hear you in uh-huh. my mind when I'm researching uh-huh. and, and working on this uh, very loose script, by the way. it's We are not professionals. Nope. Um, that's okay. <laughs> Voice actors. No. Radio theater. Yes. Not here. Mm-mm. But... Uh, so I do, I do keep you in my thoughts and mm-hmm. in my mind when I'm, when I'm writing and I wonder, what's she going to say about this? Well, I want to let you know that we are no longer celebrating 150 years in El Dorado as a part of everyday El Dorado. We are now the award-winning celebrating 150 years in El Dorado. Now tell me about this award because this is a surprise for me. I It is. I was, it was so hard not to tell you. Uh-huh. But um, so it's going to be under wraps for a couple more weeks okay. because it has not been officially announced. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like breaking the news here. Mm-hmm. But I was told, um, and uh, by the time this airs, I think it should be announced. So I think the official announcement is April 8th. Okay. And uh, I submitted an episode from last year for the KAB, which is the Kansas Association of Broadcasters. Okay. Because this episode airs on KBTL 88.1. Mm-hmm. Anything that airs on Television and radio can be submitted for this contest. So okay. I think it's kind of like the Emmys okay. for TV radio in Kansas. Mm-hmm. And um, and the episode that I submitted was the first half of General Ellett's story. Mm. Oh, yeah. So I just thought that was a good representation mm-hmm. of the whole kind of series that right. we're working on. And, um, and it was... You know, it was fun and interesting, and I thought it appealed to kind of a larger audience, not just here in in El Dorado, um, but could interest people across Kansas. Mm-hmm. So happy to say that we did win an award cool. for that, and uh, so so officially now we can say we. Now what kind of award is it? Like, what's the? So it's the KAB award. Um, I'm not sure exactly which category. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go and look. Um, I won, so not to brag, but you know, mm-hmm. I won a couple. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Well, I didn't maybe do as good as last year. Mm-hmm. Last year I got seven. I had four first place and uh, or three first place and four second place. Mm-hmm. And so I'm real competitive. So I work to just um, create better episodes Sorry. and shows this uh-huh. this season um, and this year. So I picked out some some projects I was pretty proud of and I thought I had, mm-hmm. you know, done better with editing and sound and, and just story concept in general. Wouldn't you know it, I got all second place. I did get one honorable mention, uh-huh. which they reserve those for categories. They only give out first and second okay. places. And so, but if they feel there's an entrance in a category that they're like, you know what, if we could have given out another word, award, mm-hmm. we would have. And that's what they give honorable mention to. So okay. there was, I, I got an honorable mention, mm-hmm. which there weren't any of them last year. And there was only a couple this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I felt really good about them. Not that, that it's about me, but just about the research and the and the story and the, the show that we put on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the editing and all of that. So I feel good about it. And that just means that there's someone out there in Kansas who's a little better than me. <laughs> so I got to up my game. 
competition is always good. It is, you know, it's healthy. It, it, so it's not like, I, I don't even know who the person is. I mean, I will find out probably right. at, at the awards banquet. It's exciting. It was, you know, um, one of the reasons why I entered that contest was just to help bring awareness to the program at Butler. Mm -hmm. The radio TV program, radio TV, and they do film um, at the Andover campus here in El Dorado's mm -hmm. radio and TV is primarily the focus. Um, and uh, so it was just like, that was my goal to to win the awards, to bring the awareness. For me, it's just uh, honing my craft and getting better at, mm -hmm. at storytelling. And so... So that's exciting. So I've been told I can now add award winning. That's cool. That's great. That's exciting. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so so I also got an award for um, DJ. Okay. Host. Uh huh. Um, and uh, let's see. We did. So I submitted my documentary, mm -hmm. More Than a Crown, mm -hmm. which highlights my daughter and her her journey to Miss Kansas, and then also in that. Did, have you seen that yet? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for watching. It's important. I appreciate that. It was cool. It was really, it's a great idea. Yeah. So that's pretty neat. That El Dorado history that's mm -hmm. kind of tied in there. And so it's kind of the theme with my projects, highlighting history. So, all right. I've been on a tangent. Uh, enough of that. Time to get back to our show today, which I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about. I've been wanting to do this. Well, we both have mm -hmm. for, since we discovered this person. So this, this episode, um, it, I think it's still going to air. It should still be Women's Month, mm -hmm. um, the 31st of March. <laughs> okay. Is that the last Wednesday of the month, I, I think? I think so. That should be the last Wednesday. So hopefully we'll find out um, this week the radio station is going to be off air. So I don't know. We, it may throw our schedule back. But we're doing mm -hmm. it anyway because I literally discovered this one. I didn't know anything about her or any of her contributions to early El Dorado or Butler mm -hmm. County until I tripped on a photo. I found a photo and uh, um, do you know, do you know, remember what photo that was? I don't at all. I have no memory of this. Okay, so we're gonna have to go finding it again. <laughs> and I think we can. Um, it is a photo of three men standing in front of a, a downtown business. Okay. And so we have several photos of people standing yeah. in front of their businesses, so I know that narrows it right yeah. down. Yeah. Um, and it's... Uh, I'm thinking. So, so the men are standing there, uh -huh. and, it, and it looks like it's a, a dry goods store, grocery okay. store of some kind. And, uh, and, um, and I'm looking at it, and I was wondering, where's this building? And mm -hmm. we've narrowed it down to its, its El Dorado, and then kind of a fun game we like to do is look at the architecture and decide if we can tell which mm -hmm. building it is, and right. is it still here today? And, and as we were, you know, trying to do that, and I, I don't think we were very successful at identifying the building because I think it was um, a wooden, one of the very early wooden buildings. Okay. So the pre, we have now the brick buildings. Right. Um, so I got out that magnifying, <laughs> magnifying mm -hmm. glass over there, and you know, looking as close as I could to look for any detail. And um, it's like a two-story, so up at the top, it has this sign across the front of it, or it's painted on it, and I can't remember exactly which, but it was so faded between the picture and then the sun had mm -hmm. apparently faded out this, this uh, name on top of the building. And so I'm just trying to figure out what it says. And it says, Nancy Griggs, great Indian doctor. I still do not remember this photo. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't at all. <laughs> She made quite the impact. <laughs> well, she did on me. Like uh -huh. I said, who is this woman, and why isn't she standing there with the men? Because uh -huh. it was just these um, men who, who a little more research, I come to find out, one of the men is possibly her husband, okay. who was a storekeeper, Griggs. Mm -hmm. So it was Griggs. I think Griggs Grocery, mm -hmm. Griggs Dry Goods, um, and A.O. Griggs Grocery was located at 125 North Main in El Dorado. Mm -hmm. So the address numbers on the buildings have changed. Yes. Um, I think probably we need to get a Sanborn map mm -hmm. out. And so this was uh, in the 1870s, okay. 1880s. Mm -hmm. She married him in 1874. And uh, uh, assume, I assume about that time is when she moved her, her business mm -hmm. into town. I think she'd been conducting it from her home in the country uh, when she was a single 
mother. Uh, she was a widow. And um, so I'm kind of narrowing it. It's somewhere between 74 and 80, probably 80, 85, 80, somewhere around there when the first business directory starts to come out. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I didn't know we had a great Indian medicine doctor in town. Mm -hmm. And so that, that sent me on the, on the hunt. So that's kind of where, where I picked up the story of Nancy Griggs. So um, where I think that building is now, if I would just guess, because like we've talked before, Henry Martin's People Store was kind of in the middle of where Main and Central is. Right, today. Mm -hmm. um, but it was a wooden building. Mm -hmm. So once it was torn down, a brick building went up sort of about where it was, kind of, to mm -hmm. I guess not a replacement, but kind of, that became Haberline's which is now Specs. Mm -hmm. So I know sometimes we've talked like, was it Robbins? Was it, there's actually Specs right there on the corner. So um, they are 120, they are one, 10, what is their address? 101, 10, Specs? I don't, yeah. I, yeah, I thought like 101 maybe. South, so I don't South think maybe. Henry Martin actually ever had an address on his mm -hmm. store, it was just, there it is right Main there. Main Central, yeah. yeah. Um, so Griggs did have, mm -hmm. Um, so, and when we get to some of the newspaper ads, mm -hmm. uh, there's, we'll cover some of that, uh, where, how it describes where he's located, but he was the proprietor of this grocery store and, uh, her business was on the second, on the second shelf, on the second story. Mm -hmm. I kind of told that story a little backwards, I think, because when I read that, I was like, what, what is, what is, what do you think she did? What her business was? What do I think? Yeah. Well, does it say doctor? I think it did say, uh -huh. I think if I remember, great Indian doctor or great Indian medicine doctor. Mm, she's probably a herbalist then. Okay. Would be my guess. Is that right? I mean, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because, so, <laughs> it, her story is real fascinating. Um, and um, I went looking for some articles about her in the paper. And uh, what, what I found, according to the Walnut Valley Times, they described her as a woman who came from that sturdy, rugged pioneer stock whose indomitable will, honesty, and courage laid the foundation of this nation and paved the way through untold hardships for a civilization, the broadest and highest in the world's history. This was the atmosphere in which she was reared, and these were the environments in which she grew to womanhood. That's a great description. I mean, it's pretty, it's like romantic of the Wild West yeah, kind of pioneer. That's, that's a good phrase. I like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the feeling I get. Like, yeah. Obviously, they're storytellers and selling newspapers, Oops. but if even half of that's true. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Well, they obviously held her in high, high regard, high esteem. Clearly. And I'm thinking, if this is the case, why didn't we know more about her? Mm -hmm. So now I want to know more about her. That's awesome. That's great. So, um, so I guess the best information that I could find to begin with was her obituary. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, we've talked about primary sources before, mm -hmm. um, that because this was written really by people who knew her and the newspaper and the family, you know, gathered these stories uh, right at the time of her death, I would say these would be the closest aside from like personal diary entries. Yes. Yeah. So, um. So I have her obituary, so I thought we could just take turns mm -hmm. kind of reading through it and talking about sure. that as yeah. we, as we yeah. go. So it looks like her obituary was published in the Butler County Democrat um, in El Dorado on May 5th of 1911. The obituary is on page five. She was born Nancy Johnson in Crawfordsville, Indiana on December 24th, 1828. Um, except you notated that her headstone show, shows her date of Date of birth, yeah. Date mm -hmm. of birth is December 22nd, 1828. Mm -hmm. um, she died at the home of her daughter, Mrs. W.P. Bradley, in El Dorado, um, April 20th, 1911, after months of sickness. She was 82 years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my first thought was she was a medical doctor, but she was sick for quite a while mm -hmm. before her death. Yeah. And and I got to wondering, was there no, no other kind of doctors in town mm -hmm. at the time, really, or... Or I don't know, you know, it starts to bring about a lot of questions for me that um, may not be the truth, 
of what the reality is because I'm just guessing, but mm -hmm. it gives me a place to start looking. And because she maybe um, practiced non-traditional medicine, and this is all my assumption, mm -hmm. you know, based on early research, maybe she didn't trust newfangled doctors. Oh, that's very possible. You know? mm -hmm. I don't know. Again, it's just a thought, or I would. I think we had doctors mm -hmm. at this point by then. Yeah, there was even, um, doesn't Dr. Anna Perkins, is she, or that, she's later. She might be a little later. So I don't know, but that would be interesting to see how mm -hmm. their, their lives intersect, or if mm -hmm. they did, if they worked together, or or something. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, what I thought fascinating was between those two dates of her birth and her death, which, you know, how most obituaries start, born and died, mm -hmm. um, that it seems as though she lived a pretty incredible life. And to me, like I said, a little romantic of that kind of pioneer, you know, Wild West kind of um, uh, adventurous life. Um, so, I, I thought the best place to start looking for some of the clues to the rest of that, you know, that life story was to start with her obituary and mm -hmm. then see what we could, we could find from there. So that is kind of the primary source that I wanted to use today to kind of continue talking about sense. her. Yeah. Obituaries can be a great source and it, but it's also can be very frustrating as you know, when you do genealogy, it's not everybody had an obituary. And that can be, especially way back when, it's mm -hmm. not everybody did. So it's great when you happen to find one and then find one for a woman. I mean, it's an awesome find. It's very, ah. very cool. So it looks like she was married to Matthew Cowley in 1844. Um, and to the, they were had eight children. He enlisted in the Civil War, served as first lieutenant in the 9th Kansas Cavalry. I always have difficulty with that word, cavalry. <laughs> he died in the Army in 1864 at Little Rock, Arkansas, of typhoid fever. Two of, his two of their children died in infancy, and two others um, died later, Mrs. Amazi Jordan and James Cowley. The four surviving at Nancy's time of death were W.R. Cowley of, Air of Globe, Arizona, M.D. Cowley and Mrs. W.P. Bradley of El Dorado and Mrs. John Eckle of Glencoe, which I think is maybe Glencoe Township. Is that what they're trying to say? I think so. Mm -hmm. Karen Butler. Mm -hmm. So um, it goes, kind of goes on to talk about the obit, talks about um, when her family came to Kansas. Looks like they came to Kansas in the fall of 1857 and located in the Little Walnut Township. Now, the Little Walnut Township is going to be um, so south of El Dorado, mm -hmm. so like is that Leon, between Eldorado and Leon? I think so. Area? That should be mm -hmm. that kind of section. Um, the following spring, so it had been uh, spring of 1858, they filed a claim one mile north of Eldorado, um, and who it was owned by T or it was eventually owned by T L T B Ellsbury by the time of her death. Um, so at those times in the 1850s, it would have been very early on in pioneer and settlement. Um, so it says that. For those that stayed in Kansas or that were in Kansas, it required nerve and rare good judgment to meet existing conditions, and that Mrs. Griggs possessed these characteristics. So she becomes um, uh, friends with the Native Americans in the area, which had been probably largely Osage. Um, so she won their confidence and esteem because of her firmness and kindness. She ended up ministering to their sick, fed the hungry, and became famous among them for her acts of mercy. She acquired a practical knowledge of their use of herbs as medicine and became adept in concocting and applying them. She also studied nature and nature's remedies. Okay. So, uh, so a little bit, we have had um, a little corroboration mm -hmm. of her uh, entrance into the El Dorado scene in Augusta's journals. Mm -hmm. She does mention Mr. and Mrs. Cowley. So at the time, Nancy, uh, who later was Griggs, had come to come to Butler County first with her first husband, Matthew Cowley. So, so that kind of matches up with about mm -hmm. the same at the same time. And um, and I wondered, I wondered if she had any interest in medicine or herbs or nature before she got here, or mm -hmm. if it was kind of out of necessity. Mm -hmm. uh, now being on the on the frontier and mm -hmm. not having access to those things, uh, you know, from. Indiana, mm -hmm. where she was from, um, and also befriending the the natives in the area and and tending to them. I also wonder if 
there wasn't maybe a reciprocal relationship and that they were um, maybe helping her also to find the things because it would make sense if they were from here they would know all already which plants and mm -hmm. and things to 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 use for things so you know that's just something i wonder um the the obituary goes on to say that there are many incidents connected with her experience in what was then a wilderness before really butler mm -hmm. county became i guess civilized <laughs> as you know um settled definitely and uh they were exciting and really uh, awe-inspiring, awesome, awesome tales um, that, and, and they go on to say that, that her experiences would now be heralded the world over and make one famous. So she had kind of that, that persona, mm -hmm. you know, and that people, people looked at her that way. And uh, some of those stories are recorded in the history of Butler County and its pioneers. And I wonder if you think we have that book here. We do. It's uh -huh. the Val Mooney book. So that that's what it's referring to, right? I mean, I don't know because I didn't see that. I know they have the history of Butler County, yeah. but this one is and its pioneers. I don't know that I've seen what it says that part. I know it. I know we have the history of Butler County, yeah. and I said and its pioneers. I so don't I thought, know that. Is that a separate book? Let me look up. Look at the actual. Well, what year is this written? What year was her pit written? Uh, this was in 1911, and that oh. was written in 17. Yeah, so no. Mm -mm. He might have gotten some of those stories yes. from there, maybe. Yeah. Um, I also did wonder if maybe some of those stories would have been uh, repeated or reprinted mm -hmm. from that 1895 uh, Pioneer edition. Yeah, that's very in possible. The paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Because the hint of Butler County and its pioneers, I wonder if maybe that book mm -hmm. was gathered from maybe some of those stories. Oh, yeah, I could see that. That would make a lot of sense. I mean, it's just a guess. Now I want to find that book. So maybe we can ask Destiny to be on the lookout for it. Maybe. For us. Yeah. Destiny's the, in is she an intern now? No. She's fully employed. Uh, yeah, she's just, uh, yeah, she's intended to be the, um, the, when we're open, she's going to help us on the front. Okay. Uh -huh. Well, we really are um, pleased with her. She does Ooh, a lot of hard yeah, work around here. And she if does. anybody can find that book, she can do that. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, so yes, a few, a few um, of the stories were taken from that book. Mm -hmm. uh, they say in the obituary, and they're included in this this obituary. So. Um, I guess that's what I was just wondering if they were the same stories, if they were different. So I, I, I'm, I'm wondering if that it is probably what happened is they took that and then published it. And if we haven't found that book, and that book has just kind of vanished from history, that may yeah. be why we hadn't heard from her much before. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yep. So the obit goes on to talk about um, their settlement, and we've already kind of we've chatted about how they. They kind of moved around. They went first in Little Walnut, then they go north um, to El Dorado. And a lot of that movement is because El Dorado was sitting on um, very close to, not sitting on, that's, in a, that's not the right thing. It was um, just a little north of the Osage um, reserve, or reserve trust land, reserve lands, the Osage trust lands. Mm -hmm. So it was still Osage territory. So if they had gone down south of El Dorado and attempted to make a claim they wouldn't have been able to illegally so they had to go back up to the north part of El Dorado um so he they Mr. Kelly files on the claim north two miles north of El Dorado which would have been a legal claim and after he does that he goes away to war he however dies in Little Rock um, of August 1864 of typhoid fever so he never really gets to spend a lot of time on that land on that land mm -hmm. And that leaves Mrs. Callie. And at this point, I'm not sure, but I think they had six children uh, at that point, or six living mm -hmm. uh, at that point when he when he passed away. Um, after her husband's death, Mrs. Kelly discovered that the filing was about to expire, and uh, she was informed that a man was going to contest her claim. Now, this is interesting to me. I'm just going to put a pause or stick mm -hmm. a pin in this because. We, we've talked about um, some of the reasons why the early El Dorado kind of got lost and 
the new El Dorado, you know, was like, oh, we're a brand new town. And, um, and maybe how we talked about, you know, Frank Gordy last week, how he kind of came in and, and filed a claim on some land where people had been living for mm -hmm. 10 years as El Dorado. Um, and so I'm wondering if um, Gordy hadn't maybe managed to do that. And this gentleman, we don't know who it was, somebody decided to come in and claim the land um, and uh, and she she wasn't gonna she wasn't gonna let that happen. So the nearest land office at the time was in Humboldt, and I do know that is where people were filing land claims for this area. It was 120 miles from here. So <laughs> the obituary says, with the grit and determination of pioneer womanhood, Mrs. Cowley decided to beat her enemy to it. On horseback, she started the journey, tiresome and fraught with peril undaunted by danger, unmindful of discomfort, she rode through the wild country as fast as her horse would go and arrived at the destination just an hour before the contestant dashed in with the numbers of her land. I love this so much. Mm -hmm. That's a great, great story. I mean, it is. I, I have read this story separately in another article, and it could have been that Pioneer edition on the newspaper, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. And it says she took her young son with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, another place says she left all the kids at home and went, and that it was about a day and a day and a half uh, or two day trip. Um, you know, I'm not sure. You know what what the truth is. I guess we'll have to keep digging a little bit. Either way, whether she took a young son or not with her, it's still amazing. Yeah, it just shows mm -hmm. like she's not going to be bullied by some man mm -hmm. to take her land. Yeah. So, and I think this also kind of goes back to when we had talked. They filed the claim on it when it was Kansas Territory, mm -hmm. and then yes. now it was Kansas State. And so now people are coming in and claiming this land mm -hmm. under state law that maybe other people had mm -hmm. under the territory law. So I just kind of, that helps me, I guess, find more evidence or kind of support the, the theory that that was not an uncommon thing to happen, mm -hmm. especially in this area at that time. And so I guess they also put into the obit, um, I think they were trying to express um, her developing connection and friendship with the Native Americans in the area. And, and in this obit, they stated that in 1860, she was visited by two Indians one day. Um, they asked for food. She prepared a meal for them and they left. Um, according to this obit and story, a Sac and Fox uh, uh, group passed by shots were heard and bodies of two native americans were discovered five months after she became well known among native americans and won a reputation with them for kind heartedness by visiting sick people and helping them with what medicine she had so i had read this story also mm -hmm. um and i think what i was again i think like you said they were trying to show that her relationship with them that it was probably it was a it was a learning and growing thing they would you know, I think communication mm -hmm. barrier, and they came in and demanded food, and 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 you know, they she was probably cooking it, and they thought mm -hmm. it was a good thing. Um, but there were also rival uh, tribes in the area that would come through here on their way to other parts of the country, and um, so that my understanding was the two that came and she sort of befriended, uh, maybe were killed by this other group, mm -hmm. and um, and you know whether that's the whole story or not, I think for me, what I, I took from that was maybe she developed a um, an affection now for the these families mm -hmm. that were around her, even though maybe it was fraught with, um, uh, you know, misunderstanding and miscommunication for a while. I think they developed a way to, to work together. Um, again, my conspiracy based on what I've read, mm -hmm. but um, another story says that another time two Indian squaws took her little girls on their horses and rode away. So she had two living girls at this time who grew to adulthood. Um, a short time later, they returned with the girls, but they wanted to trade uh, papooses for the girls. So she, I guess, um, um, Nancy had some papooses to carry the girls in and they were like we want them so we'll keep the girls and you don't have need for the papoose now <laughs> oh wait you you want your girls back we'll take the papoose I think you know they were just trying to I don't think they would have hurt them I think they were just trying to illustrate let's I mean again I wasn't there 
But if I'm imagining it, and I'm, I've got a good imagination, but if I'm imagining it, I'm that's kind of how I'm I'm kind of seeing it. Um, and so one of these girls was Mrs. The Mrs. W. P. Bradley uh, was one of those youngsters, and Mrs. W. P. Bradley grows on to adulthood. That is the home where Nancy mm. lives her final days sure. with with her. Okay. Um, so again, this story, you know, probably remained in the family, mm -hmm. and so I think we could kind of trust trust it a little mm -hmm. bit. So the obit also talks about a time that um, they say she was given a genuine fright. While hunting cattle in the woods one day, she comes upon a tree, and it seemed to be, apparently it had a strange kind of exterior appearance, and the bark was broken and loose. So she's investigating, and she starts to move a piece of the bark, and a person falls at her feet. This body had been placed in an upright position, and bark stripped from the trees, protected and hid it from view. Now, the article also insinuates that it was, um, the, the dead man was a Native American man hidden mm -hmm. in this tree. And they were just covering their tracks. Put them away. You know, or maybe that's just how they thought would be a good burial. I mean, how do we, who are we to say? Right. We don't maybe know. they just thought they were sending him back to the earth and mm -hmm. that was an honorable burial. But we would interpret that as being strange. I don't know. It's so interesting, isn't it? It is. Um, uh, so her experiences and incidences in uh, attending her life on the frontier, they go on to say, would fill a library of stories, and I imagine so. Um, she single-handedly and alone bravely fought the battle for herself and her babies, and she is honored, loved, and esteemed by all. I mean, I believe it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It, I. And again, for such an amazing, incredible life, we never heard anything about her. Mm -mm. And anything, I've been, until we found no, that little yeah. picture. Mm -mm. And this, I, I want to know more. No, she seems like she had lots of great stories. Lots. So it looks like, um, so she was widowed, as we know, in 1864. On October 25th of 1874, she was married to A.O. Griggs. Um, another pioneer, a veteran of the Civil War, and who could, uh, had a store in El Dorado. For years, they were part of the business life of the town until Mr. Griggs' health failed and he retired. And he died five years before she passed. Okay. So, so of all the things that I have found since I've gone looking for her, this is the only mention of her having a business in town. Hmm. So we've got all these great stories of her as a pioneer on the frontier. Nothing about her business mm -hmm. and anywhere in any of these stories you know anywhere else and so i thought well that's odd he's the businessman conducting a store in town but in that photo it's very clear i mean it's faded but mm -hmm. it was able for me to make to identify mm -hmm. enough to find that she is obviously running a medical practice of some sort in right. town and so i you know i want to know more and and i i you know theorize that this is also probably um, an example of why more people that I have spoken with seem to think that only men made history. Right. Only men built the town. Only men did, you know, great things. And I think it's because men were telling the stories. Yes. That happens a lot. So, just, you know, you know, yeah. because... <laughs> They were esteemed business people in town, and he did have a grocery store. Mm -hmm. But then that makes me want to know more about her. Um, so, outside of her obituary, I started wondering what else are there about the stories of her pioneer days, but little else is mentioned. So, so you found some other things? I did. What did you find? I found some advertisements. <laughs> I have to like advertisements in the paper. So I, I, I went looking for Griggs, mm -hmm. you know, the name Griggs, because I figured that's where she was going to be at. And um, and it does say AO. I have not gone to find out what AO meant, but I, I think maybe Albert, but I need to further look into that. I mean, I guess I could do that while we're sitting right here, couldn't I? Why, yes, Deanna, that would be a good thing to do. Um, Albert. Albert. Albert O. Griggs was his name. 
I did think I'd read that once. But he went by A.O. Griggs, okay. um, and he was a dealer in grocers, groceries. Mm -hmm. And so there's an ad in the paper. So this is in the El Dorado Republican paper in 1879. So they'd been married to, uh, at this point by uh, four years. And it gives the location. It's Main Street, three nor doors north of the bank. So the bank that they're talking about is the bank. The farmers. Is it about farmers? The one at Main and Central, <laughs> where they all were. Um, the one on the 101 North Main. So right on the corner on the northwest side, mm -hmm. which is now, I believe, Warnley Investments. Is that? I think that's what, yeah, I think that's what I saw. Yeah. So, um, so three three doors north of that. So I was trying to place where that was. Uh, later, we I do find an advertisement that has his address listed. And uh, so let's go to 18, so so that was 1879. Mm -hmm. um, in 1880, I find a notice in the paper that says, notice, it having come to my attention that parties are traveling through the country selling what they pretend to be my medicines. I hereby give notice that all such parties are frauds and their medicines counterfeits. No one but myself has been authorized to sell the Indian eye salve, ointment, liniment, and hair restorative. Mrs. Nancy Griggs, period. Oh, that's a cool find. I mean, it was. So this was one of the earliest, um, you know, other things that I found in there mm -hmm. about her. So at this point, she's already doing business mm -hmm. and she's selling her own treatment and she's using Indian um, in her advertisements mm -hmm. at this point she's saying she's a great Indian doctor she has Indian medicines and so at first from her early pioneer stories it sounded like she was treating the Indians and because mm -hmm. it worked for them it'll work for you too right but but by this point I start to think maybe it is more I learned these ancient techniques from the Indians and they're gonna work for you mm -hmm. is kind of how I feel like the narrative is sort of going I do think so I haven't found proof that she went to medical school. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking she probably didn't. Um, I'm thinking she did learn under someone who was, like you said, maybe an herbalist. Mm -hmm. Whether it was um, a medicine man, medicine woman, a shaman, um, or another another pioneer, I found no evidence of her kind of interning mm -hmm. under a doctor or anything like that. Um, I did talk to uh, Doc West and he's, um, a member of the Cherokee tribe, mm -hmm. and um, he's very familiar with with um, Mrs. Griggs, um, so we had a good conversation about that. He too has never read whether she was actually schooled, mm -hmm. although she does in one of her advertisements or so use the MD. Mm. So she is claiming that she is a medical doctor mm -hmm. at at some point. Um, whether licenses, I think we're a little. Little, little, little different than, sure. they, than they are today, and and just like law at the time, they didn't have to go to university. They could read under another lawyer, mm -hmm. and uh, then maybe take the bar exam and get licensed. And so, um, obviously, in the pioneer, we didn't have um, you know the pioneer frontier mm -hmm. didn't have a lot of colleges, especially even for women to attend. So I think it was definitely hands-on learning, being out here. You know, one of the first to. You, you gotta make it work, oh, someone. Okay. So that's my two cents on that. Whether it's true or not, it was a piece, a clue, a piece to the puzzle. So um, by 1881, there's a much larger article. Oh yeah, that's much longer. It's, it's, a, it's a good one. And again, she's promoting her Indian liniment. So I think it's like she has Indian liniment, Indian ointment, ointment, Indian eye salve mm -hmm. because it's in a different order than before. Right. So I thought it was all one term. No, it's different products. Because at first I thought she has one product and it cures everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think she's just calling it Indian and then here's all my line of goods that can treat your ailments. Right. Um, and, and, and hair restorative. <laughs> I love that. Um, and so this article says this is what fair trial has proven. So she has testimonies mm -hmm. from all her uh, happy clients, and, and it's a pretty pretty long article. I didn't count up how many uh, testaments in here, but 
there's got to be 20 or more. And they give names and, and they, they identify her as being the person that's helped cure their, you know, whatever. And some of these are uh, from cancers and headaches. Uh, one of them's called Katara. Was that like a type of headache? I don't know. I haven't. That's I a know. that's an ancient illness. Hmm. I'm sure you know. It's like we call the og was like the flu, the og. I haven't heard that. Oh, that's interesting. I've been reading a lot of things. Hmm. I'm just imagining what they are. I think the og was like what we would think of as like a really bad flu. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, so Katara, I wonder if that was a type of headache or a migraine, maybe. Sure. Uh, again, I don't know. I'm just I'm just guessing. But in in so this is a pretty long article. And it's just listing all of it. That's all it does. And she's this pops up, this story or this advertisement pops up throughout the years as, you know, mm-hmm. her advertisement in the paper. So the, this, this one I pulled was from 1881. And then um, I found another one about the same time. And uh, this is talking about a, um, a fire. So the their buildings were mm-hmm. wooden still at this time. And uh, so it says, what, what came near being a disastrous blaze was discovered by accident and smothered last Monday evening. The wind whirling and carried a quantity of straw between A.O. Gregg's grocery store and the drugstore of C.H. Seelig. So I love that it, it kind of tells mm-hmm. us they were right next door to each other. Somebody had evidently thrown away the lighted stump of a cigar or lighting a c- cigar threw down a still lighted match, which... Falling on the straw, set it on fire. The flames were leaping up on the side of the Griggs's building when they attract the attention of Mrs. Griggs. A few minutes more and a fearful fire would have swept north and west from the bank on the corner of Main Street and Central Avenue. The oil house of Selig's drugstore would have been in flames, past all control in two minutes more. A bucket of water saved the town from a great calamity. So... In this article, it infers that she finds it and that the bucket of water puts it out. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere I read, she was the person who got the bucket of water mm. and put it out. Um, I don't know how big the fire was. But again, it just speaks to her kind of bravery. And um, I, I don't want to say she was fearless, but I got the sense that maybe mm-hmm. she was a little fearless. Like, it needs to get done and I'm going to do it because nobody else is going to do it for me. And I think maybe that, again, I'm just kind of reading into it. Maybe that was... Um, forged as a as a widow there mm-hmm. during that time after for 10 years when she was living out there and raising the kids and stuff so that's just my two cents but I thought wow that's really oh, those are great brave of her mm-hmm. um, newspapers are such great resources you never know what little tiny things you can find I mean how little or, mm-hmm. or big it yes. does take a lot of it did take it takes me a, a lot of time it takes a lot of time as you very well know, yeah. finding finding these little hidden treasures. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so several times I'll find uh, these just one or two lines talking about Griggs mm-hmm. for the grocery store. And um, so here it says, as Patty said, it baits the world how reasonably they sell groceries at Griggs. So there would just be little, little pithy sayings mm-hmm. or come get your, you know, eggs here what you know it'd just be little lines but it would be all throughout the paper and so in this instance this one little line then precedes an article about mrs griggs and it says mrs griggs is having most wonderful success in curing the sick placing the lame and halt firmly on their feet causing the blind to see and all the afflicted who try her remedies to rejoice Indeed, she has wrought some most marvelous cures as the persons treated have to us personally testified and some have published through our columns. She has promised to furnish for publication numerous testimonials from well-known persons hereabouts as to the value and efficacy of her medicine. And I thought, so the first one I was like, well, it's a testimonial. She could have made that up. But... This is coming from the editors who they know these people. They're not just someone from New York says, try this. You see that a lot. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. this cured me of my thing. Try this. Um, this. These are people locally. 
and you know that people that are known so i just thought i'm like wow she sounds miraculous mm-hmm. like you know the lame are able to walk again the blind are able to see i'm also sounds a little bit like jesus a little mm-hmm. bit i'm not saying she is i'm saying that you know they're saying she's really gonna cure everything yeah you found some great great stuff in the newspaper advertisements so i'm wondering if she is this kind of a healer mm-hmm. and 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 she does promote herself as a like i said an, an md so i was looking for an ad here um so this is just the this here just tells me the actual address so a.o griggs of 125 north main street wishes to inform his old friends and customer that he still holds the fort basically letting people know that he still has a fine good of stock of groceries and queensware which i think is like china um which he is so selling as low as any house in the city go trade with him and get the worth of your money so there was a, several grocery mm-hmm. stores and dry goods stores and stuff so so he didn't have the only ad in the paper, but he was just like, don't forget me, come see me. But I, but I clipped that because it, it definitely gave me the address that I could go. Cause you know, I love to find out which, which building places were in downtown, you know? Um, so let's see if I can go a little further here. Thanks for, thanks for um, indulging me with all these great, so many little clues that we can find. I found a really great, so this is an ad. Um, and this was in 1890. It's a sure cure for rheumatism and Schneider's rheumatic panacea, a sure cure for rheumatism, neuralgia and blood diseases. I think that's interesting because I have neuralgia. So people have been dealing, it's nerve, nerve mm-hmm. pain problems. Um, no cure, no pay. So she was really, um, confident in her product. Um, this unrivaled medicine is warranted to contain nothing except purely vegetable ingredients. So vegetable soup, vegetable VA juice. I don't know. I, I want, right. What was in it? What is it? Yeah. Is it like V8, which would make sense. It would make you feel good if you weren't getting enough of your right. vitamins, have a big dose of vitamins daily. And that'll fix a lot of stuff. Just like bathing and washing will help cure a lot of diseases. It's true. Um, it says, and it will positively relieve and cure what we advertise. Should a cure not be affected after a thorough trial, according to directions, money will be refunded. Mrs. Nancy Griggs, agent, El Dorado, Kansas. So at this point, she's, you know, clearly, clearly operating a business in town uh, as, as a medical professional again it just says she's just going by her name um nancy Gregg. she's not um using the md yet and then let's find it here we go in 1882 it says mrs nancy Gregg's, the great indian doctor el dorado kansas successfully treats all diseases that human flesh is heir to <laughs> what a statement removes without pain or inconveniences worms of all kinds in capital letters and then in small letters except tapeworms so we we get rid of all the worms except those Mm -hmm. medicines with full instructions sent to any address send stamp for descriptive circulars and certificates of cures accomplished and then her post office address is mrs nancy griggs md mm, there's the md you're talking about el dorado kansas yes mm. so this was the first time that i saw that and i was so surprised uh that she she was using md and mm. i thought well had she gone to medical school at this point and i thought you know i don't think so what i think was about this time and i'd like to see when the the first kind of doctors started coming into mm. town and mm-hmm. claiming to be a doctor one of the early doctors I know was Dr. White. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and I believe he came in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And so I think at the same time she was doing her herbal cures and mm-hmm. he had set up his pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And then we had, so we had a couple of drug stores and then she was also providing her natural mm-hmm. remedies. And I think, so again, just my theory, isn't necessarily fact, mm-hmm. but it's a guess where I'm gonna kind of 
springboard from is that she thought this would make good advertisement if yeah. she you know said i'm a doctor mm-hmm. um and and so the great indian doctor this was the label that was on the sign above Griggs grocery and so she wasn't on the sidewalk with the men in front of the mm-hmm. building i don't know where she was and it's like she's kind of erased from history. We didn't see her there and could barely see that. We're going to have to dig that photo out <laughs> and find that again. Um, but uh, but clearly she was not only did she say, I'm an Indian doctor, I'm providing herbal mm-hmm. natural remedies, but the community recognized that, accepted that, and supported it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, I just think is so... I'm going to use the word fascinating, but it's bigger than that. And I can't come up with a better word right now about these stories that have just gone um, buried, you Mm -hmm. know, hidden. I, you know, not not on purpose, I don't think. Um, It's just they weren't told. Right. I mean, they were told here once, like when she was living and then Mm -hmm. it was, it was gone. Um, And the stories that were deemed valuable to continue telling um, would have been maybe her husband's well he died first but you know the men's stories Mm -hmm. of the town uh so so there's there's several more articles you know like that until she she gets ill um she there is a story while she's still living that um also has her her photograph in it and so it is in uh 18 this one's in 1896 so it's the same photo that's mm-hmm. used in 1896 and then also in 1909 it's the maybe you know i don't know maybe people only got one photo of them taking mm-hmm. and that was it um and, and it is a photo it, i don't believe this is a sketch it looks like a uh a tin type i was trying to read whose name the photographer's yeah, name down there but yeah. i can't tell um, I do believe Stevenson mm-hmm. he was, was a photographer around then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's quite possible that... Or he had a studio, I should say, yeah. That could be it, but I couldn't it's, tell. Uh, but it's, I can't see it. But she... So, I mean, am I just imagining it? Does she look like she could be Indian, Native American? Mm, no. You don't think so? I don't think so. It's my imagination? I have no idea. <laughs> Honestly, I can't tell. Okay, well... <laughs> Well, I, I wondered. Uh-huh. So then I wondered if That's a maybe, good question. maybe, maybe she, she had, had a family member mm-hmm. and these were things that she brought with her when she came from, I mean, she was born in Indiana. I haven't gone mm-hmm. back further up the, up the tree. Um, but I wondered, you know. Um, but this article is, is in 1896. She's still living. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's um, acknowledged as one of the earliest uh, pioneers in the history of Kansas. Mm-hmm. And, and so it goes on to talk about her. And it's just a great article. It's full of a lot of those stories that that we read in the obituary. There's, you know, a little more detail in here um, about that. It does not talk about her business hmm. of being a medicine doctor, mm-hmm. which which clearly she was. Now it talks about her reputation um, of, of uh, being, you know, a hardy pioneer and working with um, the Indians at the time. And so it, it, refer- it kind of references it, but never actually comes out and talks about the great business that she ran in town and all the people that she healed. Um, and so, but this was taken, um, I think, after the article was written, maybe about the time she was getting ready to retire, maybe before about this time, because her husband's still alive at this point for a few more years. Um, but but I do know we read earlier that they they retired when mm-hmm. his health started failing. So right. it, that's possible. And it it mentions her. It doesn't even uh, mention him at all. So um, I think it's just because she was an early pioneer and she did attend the pioneer reunions that were held, and they would list who <laughs> the oldest pioneer still living and when they came, and then they would go down the list. And so she's listed right up there. The second person in town, I think the first one in town, uh, the first one that was still living at these gatherings uh, arrived in 57. I think it showed her as, as being in here in 58, uh, as having arrived to El Dorado. So, so that is uh, the beginning of the story of Nancy Callie Griggs. And, and side note, just a fun little fact, 
that Nancy Johnson Cowley Riggs, born in Indiana, um, and she came here with her husband, but I don't think they came alone. A lot of times we saw that people came in mm -hmm. groups, either with migrant aid, uh, wagon trail groups, or family groups. And, um, and Nancy Johnson Griggs, was, she had another family member here in El Dorado, a sister named Amanda Johnson. And Amanda Johnson married Samuel Landon, Langdon, I said his name wrong, Langdon. So Amanda and Nancy were sisters. And Amanda had a daughter, so several children, but one of them was named Drusella Langton. And Drusella was married to Frank. Yes. So our small little world mm -hmm. just got smaller. Um, and I just thought that was a great little fun little tie-in. I know we, we kind of alluded to Drusella uh, when we were talking about um, Frank Gordy. But just to see that these our these families really did um pioneer literally and build our town and and a lot of those stories we we're still uncovering so um i just thought that was a fun little tie-in to to nancy's story mm -hmm. um her obituary it closes with um and it's just it gave me such a bigger picture of her and her heart when i read this it says all that loving hearts and hands could do was done but her infirmities her infirmities and the weight of years closed the book and history of a long active and eventful life <sighs> of recent years the world has known but little of her but intimate friends and her children knew the tenderness of that great loving heart and in the presence of her loved ones and those who knew her best she quietly passed over the river and is now enjoying the reward so richly deserved. She is gone, but her memory is still with us. And I thought, you know what? I have goosebumps because her memory is with us now. Mm -hmm. But I think because so little people knew, had she, you know, retired and maybe wasn't working there uh, for a while, the new generation maybe didn't get ex exposed to her as much. It was just her family and those still living. And um, by the time Mooney comes around and writes the book, I, it's possible that he he didn't really have mm -hmm. much acquaintance with her. And so uh, I'm happy that we can resurrect the story. Yeah, thank you for finding the story. Yes, and would you know it that Nancy Cowley, Nancy Johnson Callie Griggs is buried in Bella Vista. I could see that. Yeah, makes sense. With with Mr. Griggs, mm -hmm. um, her first husband. We you know another part of the story. He is Matthew Callie of Callie County. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where he's buried. I I have I didn't go down that. I didn't go up that tree <laughs> down that tree. Um, but you know, just if his story is half as half of hers, then I understand mm -hmm. why they named it Callie County. But maybe maybe it should have been named for Nancy Callie. <laughs> I don't know my two cents my two cents so that uh, makes sense so well uh thank you thank you for sharing sharing this time with me i'm uh i'm curious i know i just read i just watched uh let's see where we when would we just do rose rose rosalia was rose that hill? rose hill oh the rural crossroads yes, yes so rose yes. hill was two weeks ago yes uh -huh. which means another one's about to come out tomorrow night will be potwin potwin mm -hmm. okay and we're recording tomorrow in benton so yeah, you're just getting them knocked, knocked out. Them out. Yeah, knocked them out. that's exciting. So there's a total of 15 stories that Rural Crossroads is, yes. or 15 towns. 15 towns. And so are we about halfway through maybe? Yes, yeah, so we should be a little half, little over half, yeah. Okay, and so could you remind us where uh, we can watch those uh, videos? If you go to the, you go to YouTube and go to Butler County Historical Society, and that's where they are. That's our YouTube channel. Oh, YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's been growing. Yes, I've it been has. Kind of watching. It's been exciting. Mm -hmm. So, any future plans when Rural Crossroads is over to continue the stories? No, we do not have any plans. That's okay. I'm going to keep you busy with these <laughs> because you know this is like a lifetime project. We're not going to be done <laughs> just this year. She's like, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for that. Right. <laughs> okay. 
Well, thank you for thank you for joining us for another award-winning episode of Celebrating 150 Years in El Dorado. I'm your host, Deanna Vaughn. I'm Suzanne Walenta. And we'll see you next time. Celebrating 150 Years in El Dorado is brought to you by Everyday El Dorado in conjunction with Golden Road Studios, the Butler County Historical Society, home of the Kansas Oil Museum, the City of El Dorado, KBTL 88.1 The Grizz, and our series sponsor, Linda Baines, Realtor with Sun Group Real Estate and Appraisals. We're so very grateful for the support that makes this series possible. All views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individuals expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or positions of Butler Community College or KBTL 88.1 The Grizz, El Dorado, Kansas, Radio for Butler. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. So that's it for me here on Everyday El Dorado, but keep an eye out and an ear open for your source of information on the fine art of living well every day in El Dorado. Have a great day. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Give up